Trust the Process Podcast, Season 3, I believe. Night 1. <laughs> I'm here with Chris Marone on the eve of the NBA season. What's going on, Chris? Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Oh, man, I'm fired up. We got basketball on tomorrow night. We got our fantasy league back. I know. It doesn't seem real. I'm ready to fucking get it going. Fantasy is very different nowadays. I feel like I'm a very casual fantasy football player at this point. But for whatever reason, every year, fantasy basketball brings it out of me. Yeah. I mean, my team sucks ass in my football league, so I've completely pivoted to fantasy basketball. Well, like, it's a, I'm one in five. It's over. I don't even know what the fuck's going on in that league anymore. It's basketball season from now on. Somehow, even when I'm terrible in this league, I still know what's going on. But I agree. When I'm bad in another league, I'm out. I'm gonna end up. I'm gonna end up wearing the. Uh... Oh man! I hope not. I hope not. I think Madassi's down there with you. So uh, no, both of you guys might have a little advantage not having to focus on fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So we're a week removed, Chris, from draft night, the most special fantasy draft night of all. I mean, we're talking about how this league is far superior. I think we had everybody present at some point. During that uh, Zoom, um, what was the worst fucking part of that night for you? The worst part? Uh, yeah, the worst part. Let's start with the worst. I I don't know. I had a, I had a pretty good night. I don't, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think there was specifically a worst part. Fergie, but... Fergie, Fergie, man. Yo, <laughs> your whatever the hell was going on in the background of your draft was insane. I have no idea how he was able to focus. Well, I don't know if he even was listening to it, but he like put on like trance music. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was I forgot about that. But honestly, at that point of the draft, I feel like it was later in it, so I was like, all right, whatever. But uh, yeah, Fergie was having a good time for sure. Overall, I mean, I was just messing there, but uh, it was great. I thought. Pete Madassi came in, like gave us that whole, as we're leading up to the draft is about to begin, talks us through a whole new algorithm he developed. Uh, yeah. People are taking it seriously. Um, I, I noticed every time Tom spoke up, dollar amounts went up. Um, it's funny how that stuff works. Yeah. I love how Pete had his algorithm and then midway through, he was like, wait, I miscalculated. <laughs> I calculated as there was one team, not 12. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It didn't fuck him over really, but that's <laughs> amazing. But yeah. I like that. I like that. He's putting the research in. We drafted pretty early. Are you surprised at all that it's been quiet on trades? Are you somebody that would make a trade? before the season or do you just want to see how the guys that you draft to play out? I'm not surprised that that's been quiet on trades. I've never made a trade before the season started. If somebody sent me something like juicy, then sure. But I know what you drafted them for. And I know what I drafted my guys for. I could have just got the people you're trading me. <laughs> so, so I don't really understand the point of, of pre of post drafts preseason trades, but if one was made, I would definitely be entertained by it. But uh, you know, let, let's we got see. less we got less know, than twenty four hours to make that happen. I don't know with the stuff that's being sent out if anything's going to be made, but 
<laughs> but we'll see. And then Chris, six, not seven this year. You were very adamant in years past about uh, about seven. And I tried to bait you this year, and you said, you said I'm going to actually be a normal fantasy person this year. But fact is, we're fucking not normal fantasy people. We're doing a damn podcast on this shit. That's true. Yeah. So, and I'm, I just kind of just – I didn't have the time to uh, – to argue as much as I did last year, but I'm still a seven for life, bro. I'm still a seven, seven for life. life. All right. Well, it's next CBA. We'll bring it up next CBA. That's true. All right, Chris. Well, we're going to run through each of these teams here and you're going to give me uh, like the best pick, the worst pick, some of their strengths, weaknesses, and an overall projection. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So let's start with the best me. Uh, we're going to start with the red storm. The uh, Connor Ferguson 2.0 squad. Yeah. What do you see? Well, before I, I break down your team, what, what did you think about your, your team as you left the draft? You know what? I, I, I did uh, – I was okay with it. I was pumped. Um, Russell Westbrook was not in my plans. I think he was the one that sort of – I saw the value, went heavy on him, and then had to sit out for a while. Uh I yeah. didn't have the money at the end to compete in the bids on some of the guys that I wanted. But at the end of the day, I'm done talking about OG Ananobi and <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic and Gordon Hayward on this podcast. We're focusing on stars, and I got three of them right up top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought your best pick was one of the guys up top. I thought De'Aaron Fox at 38 bucks was probably your best pick. He, uh, he averaged 28, seven and four, seven assists, four rebounds in the second half of last year. He's an absolute beast for $38. I think he can score above 45 points this year. He's going to be an absolute monster. I think a lot of people wanted him this year, but I think he, I don't know. He went, he was the 30th pick. So I think he went at a, at a time where it was like right after all, like the, like year to year studs went already and people were trying to like, Oh shit. Like I spent a lot of money already and maybe I'll get a little conservative right now. I think you, you got him just at the beginning of that and kind of lucked out, but he was on my radar this year. I really wanted De'Aaron Fox. So I think that was your best pick. Where did I mess up? I thought, and it's not even that bad of a pick in and of itself, but I thought Tyrese Halliburton for $11 terrible it was not i don't see him take i mean i think he'll take the next step as a player but he just doesn't put up stats like he's not a scorer he's not the number one option like De'Aaron fox is going to be handling the ball so i feel like he's capped um i also think at the time where you drafted him you could have just not taking him for 11 dollars. like he i think he averaged like 30 points last year maybe on the nose. <clears throat> I don't think he's going to do much better this year, even though I think he'll have a bigger impact on the team. But I think it kind of hamstrung you for the rest of the way. And you kind of drafted like, eh, guys, from then on. And I didn't it's, have a lot that, to work with, and I didn't know how to break down my money at the end, honestly. Yeah, I like didn't. You, I, it's you it's have hard a lot to predict. Of like four, you have like a lot of 4 and $3 guys, and some of them might be something. But uh, I don't know. 
I think if I think if you pooled that money and just got a few more good guys, like even uh, changed Halliburton's eleven dollars into somebody like for fifteen or sixteen bucks, you could have got like a quality guy and just went with dollar players at the end. Probably, probably. I I don't know. I I reevaluate my draft strategy every single year, and I agree. Like my bottom six guys, I spent four bucks, four bucks, four bucks, three bucks, two bucks, a dollar, and a dollar. And I'm looking at other teams that we'll talk about later, and I see their strategy of just one yeah. and two dollar guys to fill out the bottom of their roster. That's where yeah. the turnover is going to happen. I mean, I don't love a lot of those other picks either. The the other one dollar on other teams, but I just feel like the guys you got at the end of the draft all have questionable situations. Like Andre Drummond for four dollars. Like, yeah, he might pop if Embiid gets hurt, but is he still going to be on your team? And Jordan Clarkson, he's like a sixth man, probably averaged 28 points. Aaron Gordon is whack. I had him last year. He's fucking terrible. Um, but, you know. Damn it! I, I, I would have I think you could have made like a, a little more aggressive plays on some some guys late. But honestly, having Nikola Jokic was, uh, you know, you can never go wrong. And yeah, also. We, hold on, Chris. Can we talk about this real quick? Mm. That the last year, the top guys went for 76 and 75 bucks. Giannis and Doncic. I was not really going to go in on one of those guys again for that price, but values in the first round dropped significantly. Mm -hmm. I was able to get Jokic for 65 bucks. He was drafted for 60 last year, had an MVP season. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. I think the, um, and I fucked up too, letting you get him for $65, but the guy should have went on the top should have went for less last year and more this year being six starters. Like yeah. your stars definitely matter more and having Jokic for 65 bucks. I mean, your top three is pretty dirty. Russell Westbrook. My thing on Russell Westbrook is that Davis and LeBron combined will probably miss like 50 games. Right. At least. And he's going to completely destroy when they're out. And hopefully he stays. If he stays healthy, he will have a nasty year. I got I got some work to do through trades, but I was I I knew I wanted a solid foundation, and I got one. And I want to talk yeah. about other teams' foundations as well. Let's let's bounce over to you. Okay, the worst team in the league. <laughs> the worst team, uh, actually, from, from ESPN. Rome, uh, yep. Not Madassi. Madassi doesn't work for ESPN, but Madassi Madassi did some tricky uh, arithmetic to calculate that you have the worst. Six starters in the in the whole league. I do, I do. Oh Com- as uh, as says ESPN, but ESPN projections are fucking dog shit. <laughs> my, uh, I I like my team. I don't love my team. I thought my thinking was I wanted a deep team, but I waited too late on on some guys, and I got like a little froggy towards the end of the draft, and I started like jumping on people that I I don't know. I don't know. You could always overthink like everything you do, but I needed like a few more studs. Like I wish I could have cons- like looking at my team, I have 10 guys who are projected for 30 points or above. And like some of them are projected like 29.8, but um, that's too many guys. <laughs> like, I don't even need yeah. With six starters, you don't even need that many players 
Like you really need like eight fucking players. So I, I have my team is too deep. Um, what does I mean, what does Zach Levine average this year? The I have a problem with the Bulls projections, which I'll get into when I uh, talk about Madassi's team. But Zach Levine averaged forty points last year. He's projected for thirty six this year. Everybody else in the Bulls, except for DeRozan and Levine, they have projected like shit. And um, they don't have Vucevic taking a step back at all. They, for some reason, have Lonzo Ball averaging seven more points than he did last year. I, I think I love Zach Levine for $26. I think he's probably my I, – I don't see him taking that much of a step back. He's the unquestioned number yeah. one option there. I think everybody knows that he's the number one there. Um, I I was actually very happy to get him for twenty six dollars. Sure, I don't, I don't care if he's on a on a like maybe a worse situation, but he's still the. Everybody knows it's his team. So what's crazy, Chris, is I have I think Levine was your best pick, and I had Levine uh, ranked just below John Morant. After I triangulate all this data, I, I create my own rankings, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you took Levine, one player below Morant, for 26 bucks. Uh, 23 picks after that. No, I'm sorry. 17 picks after that. John Morant goes up for $40. I feel like you uh, got a hell of a deal on Levine there. Yeah, I, I think people were scared off by the Bulls being better this year, but I don't know. I think he's going to be good. Um, my best pick, my second to last pick, is Kevin Porter Jr. He is projected – like shit at ESPN he first of all he started playing like halfway through the season and averaged 30 points a year 30 points for the year and he had a 50 50 point with a p game so this year ESPN projects him to score 27 points a game when last year when he didn't have any experience he was scoring 30 which is completely ridiculous I think he's going to score like I'm going to say he's going to score closer to 40 than he is going to score to 30 points a game. Chris, guarantee right here, Kevin Porter Jr. or Michael Porter Jr. End of the season, more points per game. They're probably going to play about the same number of games. I I still think Michael Porter Jr. will score a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be that different. Kevin, the, the Rockets suck. And that's his. I feel like they gave him the keys to the franchise. It's his team. He's going to be taking the ball up every single day. Uh, Jalen Green's solid, but I feel like they really have a lot of faith in Kevin Porter Jr. He's going to be their go-to guy. And you got so, your you got your pillars back. You got Cat back, and I thought you had Jalen Brown last year. I did. I traded okay. him. Okay, I knew that those were your guys. But yeah, I, yeah, those are I. I don't even like Carl Anthony Towns, but I have him every year. I think he'll have a good year this year. But I don't know. I, I just I uh, I kind of just bit him up because I thought he was going for too little money, and then I ended up having him. But you know, I I'm not upset that I got him. But for Chris, my before- team, my uh, I I feel like my strength is my depth, and my weakness is I don't. I, I need like one of these guys to take the next step up. Make a trade, man. Make a trade. Hey, I didn't want to miss. Uh, I know we're two in, but you created these uh, projections. So I want you to share those out. Where do you have uh, me and yes. where do you have you? 
So I actually, I've created four different tiers and they're, uh, I didn't like put everybody in specific spots, but I have competing for the buy solid playoff team bubble for the sixth spot and uh, better luck next year. <laughs> so I have actually you and me both on the bubble for the sixth spot. And mo- okay. a, lot of, a lot of guys are on the bubble for the sixth spot because I feel like everybody knows the league so well and the scoring system and everybody's like locked in. So it's very even. Like it's hard to pick a team that like you really hate. For there's sure. Only, there's only honestly, there's only one team. Spoiler alert, that's better luck next year. And it might okay. not be who you think. All right, well, we're heading into uh, heading into the other 10 right here. We're going to start with Pete. And Chris, before we hit Pete's team, what was the last museum that Peter Madassi visited? What? <laughs> uh, Pete seems like a Met kind of guy. Okay, it would... It's absolutely not the Met, and you should be ashamed of yourself. It was the Utah <laughs> Museum of Natural History. Now, he's got... That was my second guess. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Pete came out with this algorithm for the first game, um, or for, for this draft, for the first year. He uh-huh. walked away. He walked away with two first-round guys in my mind. He got Bradley Beal yep. and Dame Willard. Yep. Okay. I think he got... I think you got three first round guys. Who's to be honest. Clint Capella or Anthony Davis? No, not Clint Capella. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis for forty dollars. That's an absolute steal. Oh man, I don't know. What what don't you like about Anthony Davis? Anthony Data Davis. That's what I don't like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, he he got fifty he went for fifty eight bucks last year to Madassi. And Matt, his brother, will tell you he ain't worth the headache. Maybe he comes out with some, I don't know, some health, some some way in, like some way to play this year. He is yes, he's always a health risk, but he's playing with two fucking dinosaurs. And LeBron is thirty seven years old, and Anthony Davis could easily outperform forty dollars. Like that is I think that's Pete's X Master. Okay, if, I don't uh, know about if, first round talent though. Top twelve fantasy player. Absolutely. I, Okay. I mean, you, he, he was two years ago. I just don't know whether to trust him or not. I mean, do you think he got that much worse? Oh, uh, last he's year. He's not that old. No, he's not that old. But he just seemed, he seemed out of it last year. I mean, it was, it was like boring as to watch. Yeah. I mean, spending that, time with, that much time with LeBron is probably infuriating. But he, he's only 28. And he can easily outperform $40. I feel like he is maybe my favorite, like, pick above $40. But I feel like looking at Pete's team, it's exactly what he did last year. Like, he – I know he had this new algorithm, but he had four high-priced guys last year. Um I, right. I know he had Booker, he had Donovan Mitchell, I forget. He had Embiid last year. Um, I know he spent like about $40 on each of them last year. So it's very similar, but I definitely like what he did at the end of the draft more than what he did last year. I feel like he had some, like he just kind of wasted the, the, the second half of his draft, but 
he got a few quality guys like Kemba is solid. Steven Adams, I think I'll have kind of a bounce back here in Memphis. I like he did Miles exactly Turner. what you were just telling me I did a bad job with, though. He spread his money to a lot of bottom-tier guys. He but did. Are his bottom-tier bottom guys solid? I think they're – I mean, I think there is a difference when you cross above the $5 thresholds. Okay. Um, I think you're still getting, like, quality, like, starter rotation players where you're, like – kind of going more six man like rotational guys when you go below five dollars sometimes and i don't know i don't some of the guys i don't trust but i think he did a solid job of getting decent guys at the end of the draft he's Um, got jalen green who's going to be exciting yeah jalen green it doesn't even have any projections on espn so he has zero 2020 projections where does he rank in the rookie scores in fantasy at the end of the year with Jalen Suggs, Cade Cunningham. Those are the three. I don't know if anybody else was drafted. Uh, I think he's probably second okay, or first, but I don't like any of the rookies this year that much. And Evan Mobley is probably another one, but out of those four, I, I don't think any of them will average more than like 30 points, but I think, I think Jalen Green could average high twenties. Last year, I think the, we had two. We had two rookies well over thirty: uh, Lamelo and um, Ant Man. Yeah, they both they both dominated. So we Not, might get some uh, rookie value, but Anthony Davis averaged like thirty. Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth it for where he was in the draft, but my um, my weakness for Pete, I do not like any of his small forwards. He, which is kind of a common theme in this year, like small forwards suck, centers suck, but small forwards kind of always suck. It's very like shallow position. He's got um, Wiggins, who I don't trust because Clay Thompson's coming back and they have Jordan Poole. Um, Thad Young, which I heard he was going to get cut, but they actually ended up keeping on the Spurs. Uh, Heald has Halliburton in front of him, so those are really a starting small forwards and uh, that's problematic because you're going to have to play one every single night. Yeah. Um, overall, Pete like took that strategy of drafting. He, he went 10th and 11th. He waited 35th and 40th, waited 60th and 67th. So he was systematic with his picking. I wonder if he was waiting on guys or just had the uh, draft like picks in mind going on there. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's the, the Pete Manassi projections. But oh, that's right. I, uh, what I projected him, so I actually oh, projected sorry. him above uh, us. I think he he's one of the solid playoff teams. All right. Like All right. maybe I, like I, three, four, and five. Ooh. I like Pete's team this year. Pete's got to stay active on the wire. That's for sure. He always, he's, oh, always yeah. low, he's always low in the moves. It took but, like uh, one fucking day last year before Pete missed some guy who was sitting. I forget last year. I was just like, God damn it, Pete. All right. Let's, let's move <laughs> on to uh, Sully here. Who was Sully's first NBA jersey? Sully's first NBA jersey. Jamal Tinsley? Oh, man. You know, it's so funny. I thought that same thing, but that would be a hell of an impressive thing <laughs> if he still had it. Uh, Kevin Garnett. It was actually the draft jersey I was oh. wearing. 
I was asking right. these guys all these stupid questions today, and Sully thought my first question to him was like, "What was your first pet's name?" And he's like, "Yo, I ain't telling you that. That's like my password to everything." <laughs> I thought I was fishing for passwords. All right. So what did Max? What did Max do? We know what Max did. Max drafted a, a beat up team and a team of question marks. Uh, I don't know. I fucking love Max's team. Oh I, my god! I think Max's team is so goddamn good. It pisses me off. Uh, he, I, I feel like I was looking because I was doing this worst pick and best pick thing for every team, and I was looking for a, a bad pick for him. I can't even find it. I, I love Max's team. It's bullshit. But you really don't even have you don't have one guy on his team that like. I don't hate any of his best deal. Who is his best deal? Are you going to give me Ben Simmons or Kyrie? I'm going to give you Ben Simmons. Okay. I think Ben Simmons. He already reported to camp. I feel I felt better about it before I saw that video that Duggan posted today of him like fucking off in the background while his team (laughs) like (laughs) had a speech. Like that's got to be a distraction, but. He's going to play, and if he doesn't, like, if he's going to start, he's going to play significant minutes for the Sixers if they want to win. And if not, then they're going to trade him to somewhere where he's going to be the starting point guard because you're not going to trade for Ben Simmons if you're not going to have him have the ball because there's no point in being a Ben Simmons off-the-ball guy. So he's going to end up in a decent situation. I'm not worried about him. And he went for – uh, forty nine dollars last year, and this year it went for twenty five. So, half off discount for a guy in a league of prima donnas who's just being a prima donna for like a week or two. He'll be fine. He's gonna play. Yo, he's I think that was right great. Now. I, I just opened this team. Kyrie is IR eligible. Really? Yeah, he's got. He's able to free up a roster spot right there. That's that swift son of a bitch. He, he stole him for six dollars. I know. Wow. When you when you look at some of the other picks that went for six dollars, you can't really argue against taking Kyrie for six dollars. I, I honestly think if if there was a second best pick on his team, it's probably Kyrie Irving. But um, Sully drafted uh, all the unvaccinated guys. He's got Michael Porter Jr. Another unvaxxed guy. I mean, if you draft an unvaccinated guy, they're going to miss multiple weeks. Like they're oh, yeah. they're going to be around somebody who had COVID, and they're going to miss. And the, the quarantine's at least seven days for unvaccinated players. It might be 10. I don't even know. But it's, it's lengthy, and it's going to be a pain in the ass the entire year. <clears throat> That's why I kind of just avoided all those guys. But I should have taken Kyrie for $7. I mean that that's just such a bargain. Max um, has Max has five guys. I mean, granted, Simmons and Kyrie are some of them, and we were just talking about ESPN rankings. But over over expected over forty points per game. Yeah, KD, and is, Michael Porter, Yur- Nurkic, Simmons, mm-hmm. and uh, and Kai. Wow. Yeah, and he has seven seven guys five projected games. over thirty five points. So. That's that's very Robin solid. And that, that, in there, wow. Yeah. That's what that's what I said. His strength is his weakness is probably his injury, the injury risk, and the COVID. I mean, Durant is an absolute beast, but you never know if he's going to get load managed. Um, how many O's? How many O's qualify as a SpaghettiOs team? 
Max has three guys right now. Is I think case of the Spaghettios. I think at four you become a Spaghettio team. Okay. Okay. If three is, is just official you know, ruling re- right there. I wasn't. That's sure. regular. That's regular wear and tear. <laughs> okay. That's Bill Softney's Braxton. Um, I also Sully talked a lot about his center depth, and that he thought that was a weakness, but. I Daniel Gafford is actually going to be good on Washington. And then he just picked up um, Al Horford. So oh, I'm not yeah. even worried about that anymore. I thought that was a great pickup. Um, yeah. I really like his team. So for my projection, he um, – I don't know if he does as favorable in – oh, no, he does do really good in Madassi's projection. He's projected for 248 points for the starters, which is number four and – the bench is for 128, number two. Um, I projected him at competing for one of the buys. He's got he's got the highest projection overall too in Medassi's ranking. So yeah, there you go. You heard it from both them. All right, you're 0 for two on these trivia questions so far. They're so easy. <laughs> Focus, Tom. What's his favorite song to play on guitar? Oh, short catalog of songs. Come on. I don't know. Probably something by Fish or the Grateful Dead. Mm, he um, went with Under the Bridge. Really? Yeah, I'd love to hear him play. It's probably it's probably sick. Yeah, it's that probably was his good. Answer. Oh, nice. All right. I don't know Tom, if Tom played the guitar that much anymore. I don't oh. know if, if Madassi's just trying to get in his head. Uh, Madassi's got him ranked as the lowest based on the ESPN projections. He's tenth for starters, twelfth for the bench. What does your data say, Christopher? Um, I mean, I feel like I am being disrespectful because Tom's like the godfather in this league, but I do not like Tom's team. <laughs> I don't think it's – I like his big three. I like his big three, but – so what He's Tom like... did, he obviously thought he want, he needed to get studs, and he did get studs. He is probably the best big three in the league. But he spent $160 combined, which is 80% of your budget, on three guys. And, like, the rest of the roster just, like, reflects that, that he spent so much money on those three guys. And I feel like he, I that was pick number 26, and then he actually picked Lonzo 52. But I feel like, wow, he went 50 picks in between Lonzo Ball and his next pick. And Tom his- was – and his next biggest pick after 68, 48, 44, 14 dropped into the single digits. Six and then fours and then threes, two ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel like it was tough for him to make a full team. Um, I feel like his depth literally runs out before the starting lineup finishes. So as much as I like his top three and as much as I think – having studs is better in this format. I think he's going to be uh, hard pressed to get like a solid lineup every single night that he's not like putting two guys that are scoring like 23, 24 points in at the end. Yeah. It's- Tom's got, Tom's got three first round guys though. And it's an interesting thing to like experiment with. I think I even would group Bam into a first round guy at this point. Would um, you rather have Bam for 44 than Anthony Davis for 40? Yes. Bam's really? going to play games. 
Overall oh. points last year. I don't I don't know like I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would go with Bam over AD last year. A hundred percent. I think I, I do I mean I like Bam. Bam's awesome, but I feel like he was on your after, team like two years ago, right? Yeah. But I that was like when he first like broke right. out. Right. But after getting a guy for 68 and 48, I feel like you have to be a little bit more conservative after that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of money to spend on your third guy. 80% of his money on three guys. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear from him. Maybe it was just another thing. Like uh, it just, he saw the price for bam. He saw he was yeah. going for. He had uh, his guys that he wanted. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. He, he had his guys. So. Um, my best pick I thought for him was Jordan Poole um, for three bucks. Um, at least until Clay Thompson comes back, he's going to completely he's, – he's their second option. So I, I love Jordan Poole. Um, and he's been tearing up in the preseason. Um, his worst pick, as I said before, not because I think he's that bad, but I think he just shouldn't have picked Bam there and spent the rest of his money. Um, also, I think Lonzo Ball is projected for way too many points. They have him scoring, as I said before, seven more points than he was in New Orleans, and he's probably in a worse situation than he was. So I don't know why they chose to bump up his projection so much and kind of shit on the rest of the Chicago Bulls, but I don't see him getting that many better stats. <clears throat> I don't see why he would. But, Lonzo passed the Levine. That's what exactly, you're going to be yelling I mean, all year. <laughs> exactly. Give rid, get rid of the ball. Yeah. Um, and his, where does Tom land on the season? Uh, Tom, Tom lands in my uh, – he's honestly the only one I put in the better luck next year category. All right. The only that, would be, that would be – I wonder when the last time – I. I don't have it up. That Tom wasn't in the conversation for the playoffs was. I feel like he's but, just always in it. But that's like as his roster is currently constructed. Right. Like Tom sure, always sure. Tom always makes moves. Tom always is active on the waiver wires. I mean, I trust Tom to make moves. So at the end of the year, he could definitely be in the mix. But as his roster is currently constructed, that's where I have him. All right. We're moving on to uh the runner-up last year, uh, Tully. And my question for you, Chris, is, is Tully an engine boy or is he a truck boy? I don't fucking know the difference. I'm going to say he's a engine boy. He's a truck boy. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, literally a multiple choice question. My I, don't know any, I don't know any of you. All right. Yeah, you don't know any of it. All right. So let's 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 fire this up with his best and worst pick. Start with his best. So his best pick, I think, is Karis Levert for fourteen bucks. I mean, he averaged uh, thirty-seven points per game last year in way worse situations and having fucking cancer. And mm. he, I know he's a little bit hurt to start the year. Um, he'll probably miss like a month. But only fourteen dollars, and he could challenge up to about forty points. So I thought that was a great pick. Um, his worst pick, and also what 
he kind of did a similar strategy of what I did and just draft like super deep team. Um, but I don't like Montrez Harrell for $15. He is not the starter. He's coming off the bench on the wizards, which is never a good place to be. Um, I just don't, and he only averaged 25 points last year. So I just, I don't believe in him, but um, <clears throat> his first two players drafted though were straight centers, so mm-hmm. he he might be dealing Montrez Harrell. He went, oh, absolutely. what a boring first couple picks, <laughs> yeah. Jonas, Jonas and Jared Allen. Yeah, and then he went the Chris Paul route last year. He has Chris Paul again this year, but he got mm-hmm. Dejounte Murray last year. The most he spent was twenty nine on CP three. This year's thirty three dollars on Dejounte. He Colin has... Sexton. Colin Sexton was a great pick. I like Colin Sexton also. That's a solid pick. Um, can you guess how many players on Tully's team averaged over 40 points last year? Uh, just looking at this. Don't look at it. I'm not looking. I'm just looking at his draft board. I don't think any of them. DeJounte Murray was like 35, I think. Zero. None of them Zero. averaged over 40 points last year. Oh, there, man. There, there are two, two guys projected – uh, DeJounte Murray and Christian Wood are both projected just over 40. Um, but they've never done it before. And how many those... of those guys averaged over 30 last year? Is it his whole squad? He had no nine... he has Jakob Podol. <laughs> he has got Podol. He's at least he got Podol. He's got 30, 30 guys. I'm sorry, nine guys projected over 30 points. That I think was his biggest. That's I had that as his biggest strength. And he has four centers that are projected over 30 points. Oh man, I think uh, center is Ben. Yeah, reach out to Tully. Center is a dog shit position, but uh, yeah, I just don't know if he has the uh, firepower to do it on a nightly basis. I mean. He's not going to be out of a lot of matchups, but I don't know if he's going to be able to score. Like, he's just, you know, he's not going to put up any of those, like, 275 night. Actually, I don't know what people score now when it's six. But yeah, I think, I think a big night is like, uh, I don't know. Did people ever amass 300 back then? I feel like that's huge. I think, like, it was only legendary nights. Okay. I think it might have happened a few times, but not much. But, yeah, he's going to – I don't think he's going to – whatever a good night is or a really good night is in our league, I don't think he's going to get there that often. So I have him battling for the sixth spot in, like – Coming up league. against the wrong guys, Tully. You're not winning. <laughs> his, his starters are ranked 11th. His bench is ranked first in Madassi's ratings. Yes. So, it, uh, years I mean, past, he might have benefited last year from having such a deep team with seven starters. Exactly. I think, I, I think he did year, what yeah. I did. He did what I did, too. I drafted for, like, the team with seven starters. Okay. And I think he's going to end up benching a lot of solid players and then playing, like, assholes. Also, his team – I'm looking at his team now. There's like nobody on big market teams, which is not a good thing in six with six active starters. Cause those are the guys who play like Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday. Thursday. He's got really nobody that anybody wants to see on primetime TV. 
So that's he's going to probably be disadvantaged by his schedule too. Dwight Howard will be the only, or yeah, Dwight Howard is the only one that we'll see regularly on uh, and, TV, and he'll be on the bench. And maybe Monta Ellis. He he takes pride in finishing <laughs> first. Hopefully that rush yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to cross the finish line didn't end up costing you, Pat. So, all right, we're moving on to uh, the other Madassi brother, Matt. Madassi. What is Matt's culinary specialty? I mean, these are impossible questions to, to They're answer. so easy. <laughs> I just text everybody just to confirm that I knew the answer. What does he make, like uh, penne a la vodka? Oh, man, that would have been great. He actually said uh, grilling meats. He specializes in steaks, chicken, and sausage. <laughs> so go nice. come on down to Ocean Club for uh, the Madassi Acorn Barbecue next time. Actually, the last time I was I saw Madassi barbecuing, his mother-in-law sent back a burger that was not cooked enough. So, oh my God! See, this is why I <laughs> ask these questions for those stories. Unbelievable! And Matt looked pleased. He went to the John Duggan School of Grilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Best pick, worst pick. Where are we headed? All right. This, uh, I got two that I really liked that what Madassi did. I got Anthony Edwards at 26 bucks because I think he's an absolute beast. He score he averaged after the All-Star break 24 points a game. So I think he's just like ready to take that next step. He's an absolute monster. It's really not a, you know, they're not going to be in a lot of games, so they're going to let Anthony Edwards do what he does. I think that 26 bucks is kind of factoring in him breaking out a little bit, but I still think he's got room to grow from that. So I like that pick. Also, I'm giving this guy one last year, Marvin Bagley for $2. Because he was the second pick, and he's only 22 years old. And they actually have him projected for, like, I think like almost 33 points this year. I don't think he'll do that, but for $2, I think it's worth it to take a lottery ticket on a Marvin Bagley. The Kings have so many players that are on fantasy teams, and I'm specifically speaking that I have three Kings on my team. Really? But like, <laughs> I'm hearing Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley's name mentioned, Buddy Yield. Like, they have five or six guys on everybody's team, and I feel like they're not even that good of a team. Well, I know they're not even no. that good of a team. No, but I mean, they fantasy score, relevant. but but that's what happens when you score and you don't play any defense and you just lose every game. Chris, worst pick. Um, Mike Bagley and Edwards. Who do you hate? I. I mean, this is – I don't, like, really hate anybody on any pick that he made, but I'm going to say uh, Vucevic is not going to have the year that he did last year. He's going to be passing the ball to Zach Levine, everybody. He's going to be passing the ball to that Zach Levine every single fucking time. Giving he, up rebounds. He's going to be like, Zach, come grab this. <laughs> I feel like 42 bucks is still a discount on what he did last year, but he only scored 20 points – plus one time before last year in his entire career. And he's told me, Matt told me he was able to go in on Vucevic because he felt he saved on Julius Randle. And he absolutely saved on Julius Randle. 
He saved on Julius Randle, but I also feel like Julius Randle, which moves me to uh, this is actually my weakness on Modassi's team. Good segue, and ninety nine. If you're listening, <laughs> do it. Here we go. I don't think he has anybody on his team that will average over forty five points. Like I don't think he has. I don't think Randle is that guy this year. I don't think Vucevic is that guy this year. I think Randall is not going to be the playmaker that he was last year. They have no reason to make him be point forward anymore. They actually have guards who can facilitate <clears throat> and score. So they're not going to just throw the ball into Randall's hands every time. And he's not going to take the ball up nearly as much as he did last year. There's no reason for him to. So and he averaged like 46 points last year. I think he's not going to do that this year. I still think it's a good pick, but I don't think – I think that's what he deserved to go for, $33. Um, I don't see him having anybody who is really going to, like, win you the matchup for that week. But his team is, is solid, like, all the way through. But I don't think it has anybody who, like, you're scared to play every week. There's nobody like yeah. that. I, I – I think uh, he's got an exciting team to like follow. Like Cade Cunningham, he's got his rookie. Did you say earlier Jalen Green was only going to be outscored fantasy wise by him? I still, yeah, I think he's gonna be the top rookie, but I do not. I don't like this rookie class that much. I mean, did you watch any of Cade Cunningham last year? It was kind of just like, I don't know. He, he he didn't really jump off the screen that much, and he was playing in just the Big Twelve. Um, they didn't go far in the tournaments. He averaged like 18 points. I don't know. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be that guy this year. I, th- he's I think got his boy Ja. He's got he what? A deep team. He's got his boy Ja. His head yeah. was rattled last year from his two superstars. Yeah. That's he I invested think- everything in Harden and Davis. And this year he needed to change it up. Yeah, that's what I think is his strength. I think he has a lot of safe players, and he doesn't have anybody I think is going to completely like bust or get injured, no real injury concerns. I think he is definitely a solid team. Um, where, does, where does Matt's hustle on draft night to uh, drink warm beer instead of putting that, it in Tully's fridge? Uh, where does that <laughs> land him? Where does this land him at the end of the season? So he was projected for 244 from his starters, which was number six, and his bench was number four at 123. Um, I have him again on the bubble for six, but I think he, he's going to be anywhere from like the four seed to the eight seed. I think he obviously is going to do his pickups. He's always going to make his spreadsheets, even though they're readily available on the internet <laughs> now. But he's going to make his own. Um, he's he's going to be in the mix, definitely. His solid team. All right, Matt. That's not bad. That's better than our review last year, probably. Oh, yeah. Reardon. What's Reardon's favorite video game of all time? <laughs> I didn't know Reardon was much of a gamer. He very well might be... not be. He was six years old when this game came out. Is it going to be like Pang? and the nhl 94 on sega genesis oh nice yeah the original all right why'd you uh, ask a guy i didn't play video games a video game question 
I don't know if he did. I mean, obviously, like, I know everything about these guys, but I, I just needed to confirm. Um, All right. I, I don't know if Mike's a video gamer, but we're learning, we're learning things about one another. <laughs> so, uh, Mike is my first week adversary. How am I going to uh, – what do I need to look out for here, Chris? So I think he has a pretty solid team. I uh, I like what he did on the top of his drafts. I thought his best picks were Jimmy Butler was a bit of a discount at thirty nine bucks. He's averaged over forty five points uh, for two years in a row, um, and to get him for thirty nine bucks, and especially since he's a small forward, and also Paul Paul George is pretty much by himself in L A. Yep. Paid for him, but. I think he's going to be an absolute beast this year, that pick. And also, I really like uh, Siakam for 28 bucks, even though he's hurt for maybe the first couple weeks of the season. But he's another guy who scores over 40 points a game, and he got him for 20 bucks, 21 bucks. That's a huge steal. Um, the thing I don't like about Reardon's team is I really don't like any of his one dot. Like, after his – Six guys that he spent. Uh, John Collins was the cheapest guy that he spent on um, for $19. After that, it was all $1 or $2 players. I really don't believe in any of them. Um, one thing I have a, gri- a gripe about about these ESPN rankings is that Hassan Whiteside, who we got for $1, is projected to score 30 fucking points. And... <laughs> That's going to be technically his first guy off the bench. 30 points. He averaged 19 last year on the Kings when he was behind uh, Rashawn Holmes and Bialinka. But now he's going to be behind Rudy Gobert, and he's going to score he plays every night. a game. He plays every night, and they're never going to play them on the same court ever. You can't play both of those guys at one time. So Hassan Whiteside plays a maximum of like 14 minutes a game, but they project him for 30 points. Um, no, there's no way that happens. I feel like best case scenario, Hassan Whiteside does average like 43 points if uh, Gobert gets hurt. Most likely he's going to be dropped within the first two seasons, but ESPN has, has him averaging 30 points. There's no fucking way. No way. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo is his boy. Every um, year. He's a DiVincenzo boy. Year. He's got a Bogdanovich he's, at some point every year. He's got – everybody's, everybody's got a Bogdanovich. I didn't even know where Markinen was on the Cavs. How much did he sign – how much money did he uh, get this offseason? I think he got, like, stupid NBA money. Oh, come on. But <laughs> probably – I think he got a lot, but he was, like, the – you know, the Cavs are the only one who is willing to pay him. And he's, he's like, not starting. He's behind I, – I don't know. They still have Kevin Love there, and they have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. So, I don't know. I don't know where Lauren you, Mark fits in. Are you a DeAndre Ayton guy? I fucking hate DeAndre Ayton just because I had him last year, and he was terrible. That's right. That's right. So he's a frustrating guy to own. I think he'll be better this year. I don't hit it at $31, but he was, I would not go near DeAndre in this year before what he did to me last year. It was terrible. He's just not involved in the offense. I thought like he'd be catching lobs from Chris Paul 
like every single play. I was thinking like a little Tyson Chandler kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he would just explode. And he had a good playoffs, but he just didn't do it at all in the regular season. It was very frustrating. Where, so, does, where does Reardon end up? Where do I have Reardon? Let me see. I got Reardon. So his starters are projected number two overall at 249. Um, and his bench is 115. But that, again, includes Hassan Whiteside. So I do not trust that. But he is... I put him on the bubble for six also. It's going to be a dogfight for the sixth spot as as far as my projections go. I start off against Mike. And Mike's got got, uh, a real deep team. It's going to be fun to see how that shakes out, though, especially with, like, I mean, those bottom six guys. How how much fluctuation does he have on his team? The other thing is he only has, other than DeAndre Ayton, Hassan White says is the only center. So, I mean, how long are you going to hang on to Hassan Whiteside after Rudy Gobert just, is just playing? So, after yeah. that, he'll have no centers, except for DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I mean, the centers are so short this year, Chris. It's like, crazy. We haven't even talked about Ben and Fergie yet. Yeah, like, I know. It's, it's I didn't hard. realize that. Sh- I guess Tully, Tully really capitalized on it. He took fucking all of them. He took them all. He mm-hmm. does have a gigantic team. Yep. Where's Moses Brown? <laughs> he's buried on the bench somewhere. He's on he's on Dallas, right? Oh man, there was a point last year where I thought I was gonna like have the lottery ticket of all lottery tickets. Yeah, he's on Dallas and he didn't even get picked up. Moses, he might as well be wandering the desert for 40 more years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go That's a little biblical joke for all you Shamanite guys. Let's go let's go to Brendan, a Shamanite guy right here. What is Brendan's favorite concert he's ever been to? Um, uh, just because you can't pronounce it. It's the uh, Oceaga Festival in Montreal. And apparently he had a great time. So yeah. I'd share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brendan, Brendan went back to his old watering hole, the Steph Curry watering hole. Yeah. Um, he was patient. That. that was the first thing I noticed, Chris. He waited 19 picks. Make his first pick, and then yeah. uh, he sort of went heavy on Curry and Embiid. Take it away. I, I love Brendan's team. I think it's really fucking good. Um, <clears throat> I thought he got a lot of late round discounts. He saved a little bit of money, so he was able to spend when nobody else had it, except for like fucking me. And I think Reardon held up to his money too. But he he got his pick of the litter for who he wanted. He got his guys late. Um, I love the Rashawn Holmes picks for $10. I love D'Angelo Russell for $8. Those are absolute steals. Uh, and I like the two studs that he got up top for Curry and Embiid for under $50. I mean, I feel like those guys could easily go for mid-50s to high-50s. Um, Steph Curry is like pretty much going to be by himself for the first couple months of the season. And I think he was like he was definitely top five in points last year, and so is Embiid. And to get both of them like for under fifty dollars, I thought was a gigantic, gigantic win for him. But did Brendan consider that Joel Embiid's going to be passing the ball to Andre Drummond all the time? <laughs> um, Andre Drummond is going to be crazy. 
Andre Drummond's going to be sitting on the bench for the entire year. So what, is he on Brendan, your team? Oh, yeah, you got him. Yeah, I have him. Um, Good, yeah. Getting back to Brendan's team. Uh, Brendan spent a whole lot of money on the unicorn. That was his uh, fourth highest guy. He went after Curry and Embiid. He has Ingram and uh, Porzingis. Yeah, I – I like that pick. I like Porzingis for 25 bucks. I mean, he has the potential to score over 40 points mm-hmm. and for 25 bucks at where we were in the draft in the mid fifties, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Um, I think his worst weakness is not getting a second small forward. I'm uh, pulling up his team now. I'm pretty sure he only has one, like, legitimately on his roster. <clears throat> he's got Ingram, and then after that, he's got one of the Bogdanovich brothers and Evan Fournier and Robert Covington. So I don't really trust in – I love Brandon Ingram, but not having a second guy at small forward. I mean, I'm kind of nitpicking because I really like his team, but – <laughs> that, that that's that's like the one weakness I could see because that's a deep dig. Time. That shows how good his team is, though. When you're digging his like backup small forward, uh, do you like you his know? team? I like his team a lot. Yeah, I do. I, do. I think it's a. Uh, I think six is the stars matter more, um, and he's got Curry and Bead, Ingram, and I mean Porzingis. Would I didn't want anything to do with him because of his injury history. And D'Angelo Russell, same thing. But if Brendan wants to be patient with those guys, like they put up numbers for sure. He just might have to be fluctuating them between the IR all season. But at least we got two spots. Yeah. So my projection for him, um, he was projected for 241 uh, from his starters, which was number eight, and 115 from his bench, which is also number eight. But I have him competing for the bye. All right, Brendan. Yeah. We have uh, who do we? You have him and Max up top. So far, yeah. And where does uh, Properland's eighth in the ESPN Madassi ranking? Eighth in both, in in uh, starters and bench, he was eighth. The consistent consistency. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, who's our next victim here? Oh, Duggan. Duggan. Chris, when the- when Duggan was asked what the best advice that you ever gave him was. What did he say? I don't fucking. <laughs> I want to never know if he actually said this. I've never given good advice, and I'm sure Duggan made something up. So let me tell. Let me hear it. <laughs> Pat, you are my best friend in the whole wide world. <laughs> I can't wait to come home. No, he said agility drills are the best way to win a race. Mm. You ever remember telling him that? I do actually. That was in like elementary school track <laughs> oh my god that yeah. advice landed him on a stretcher in a cross country <laughs> yeah. years later that's why he did distance he never could get those agility drills oh okay well that's the best Literally advice there. you've ever given him so valuable advice to a runner yeah well he's a chess master now who he's never has chess played master. chess who doesn't know how to play chess who may not know how to make play checkers <laughs> We we cannot confirm that. <laughs> he, but I love, he, uh, he did a pretty good job. He I did like a his team. very good job. Good job, buddy. Um, his best pick by far is Lamella Ball for twenty eight bucks. 
That is an absolute steal. He's projected, I mean, take what you will from the projections, but he's projected for 43 points. And same thing. Yeah, he's an absolute monster. For $28, I feel like, I don't know why more people weren't in it. I am kicking myself for not doing it also, but he just... So Lamelo went sort of late. Lamelo went 31st. Yeah. I was I just get... thinking about that. Why wasn't I on, in on him? And I had just taken De'Aaron Fox for 38 And I remember being pissed off because Lamelo going for 10 bucks less. Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's close to Fox already. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't nominated sooner. Honestly, like I didn't, th- I did not have him getting nominated that late. So I think that's just why I didn't think of him. But that is an absolutely great pick. Nominations and... were out of control this year. Out of control. Yeah, they were. Um, so I also, I like Zion. With him and Sabonis. I like Saboner, and I like uh, I like Zion uh, for third. Even though he's hurts. He could literally, he could either be his best pick or his worst pick, de- completely depending on his health. Okay. So thirty-five dollars for him. I mean, he went for more last year, and he's obviously an absolute monster. If his foot holds up, it's a great pick. I'm very happy I'm playing Duggan before Zion's going to be back. Um, I'm going to spank his little tail, but <laughs> if Zion was there, I would not be as positive that I would be, but I'm very happy I'm catching him before he gets Zion. Um, but very solid team. Um, I, I kind of struggled to find like a worse pick on this team too. Duggan did his homework. Um, I don't like Kelvin, Kelvin Johnson for 12 bucks, but that's just me. I don't think that's that terrible of a team of a pick, but I wouldn't have done it. But he might have just had money there. I mean, again, like I know that the bench matters, but he's got Keldon Johnson down there after spending money on uh, DeRozan, Ball, Gobert, Sabonis, and Williamson. Like that might be one of the that might be the best starting five, like straight up. Yeah, it absolutely could be. I, I as I said, I didn't, I didn't even hate that pick. I don't really hate any of his picks. Um, Did you talk but, about how DeRozan's going to just be terrible this year, though, on Chicago? I think he'll be okay, but I think he was drafted like he was going to be okay. Twenty-one bucks. I think that's fair. Like, I really okay. don't think Duggan did anything wrong. Um, he definitely has no fucking guards unless. Um, Nikhil and Alexander Walker goes off because he really has um, Ball and DeRozan. And then the only other people who are guard eligible who might be on his team are Alexander Walker and Eric Bledsoe. So he's going to need to make some moves there. Um, but his front court's fucking sweet. Very deep there. Um I I have Duggan projected as a solid playoff team. Ooh. I was surprised to see that ESPN doesn't love his starters as much as I do. Just on no, game. no, he's, he's two, fifth in starters, two forty five, and then his bench is one hundred seventeen at number seven. I yeah, I don't know, I don't know either why he's projected so low, but I <clears throat> I love his starters. All right, Duggan, we might be seeing a playoff berth. I wonder if that would be the first. We should look back. I think it might be. He might pop his playoff cherry this year. Fergie. 
Fergie, what Let's is see. his favorite board game? Monopoly. Fucking Scrabble. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to get any of these fucking things. The last one, it actually works out well. I think the last one was the best question I asked. So we'll go to, uh, we'll go to Fergie first, though. Um, I, I like Fergie's team. I like uh, a few picks that he made. I don't think – it's weird. Last year, I saw Fergie's team, and first glance, I was like, his team fucking sucks. And then he wins the championship. So I really shouldn't be on this podcast. But um, this year, I think his team is good. Um, I really like the Trey Young pick for $39. Um, I just think he is the unquestioned number one there. He averaged 45 points last year. And for 39 bucks, I think that's kind of a steal at that position. I was surprised he didn't go for more, especially after his playoff run. I thought, like, people would be buying into the hype. Um, it's weird. I had all these guys on my list, but then, like, I was a little pussy when I was drafting, and I didn't, like, go for any of them. The but big I, names? Yeah. Like, like Middleton, few, Booker, Trey, and James Harden? Uh, no, no, like, Trey Young being one of them, like, a few of the guys we talked about before that I really liked that I didn't get in on. But Trey Young is one of the guys that I – I had like circled on my draft board and I thought he was going to go more for 39, more than $39. So I Me almost too. didn't even like factor him in. Cause I didn't think I'd have a chance. Cause I didn't want to spend that much money on him. Um, but he went for a discount in my opinion. Um, and then Middleton for 25 bucks. He's always just so solid. Like, you can plug him in for over 35 points every single year he's done so for the past like three years <clears throat> you're never going to be disappointed with drafting Middleton um, what I thought was his strength is definitely his backcourt with James Carden James Harden and Trey Young and uh, Booker oh yeah but he might have the worst centers in the league he mm. has Robert Williams, and um, I don't think he even drafted a second center, but he picked up Serge Ibaka. That is rough. Like, you definitely need to make a move for another center. I, I like Robert Williams, but, I mean, he's unproven, and Serge Ibaka is old as fuck. So ESPN I, has Robert Williams for 32 and a half, and if 32 and a half is what Robert Williams does, which I think is really – hella high mm -hmm. but you could i mean if that's your sixth guy like that's, that's fine but you have to play a center every night and if your second center is serge Ibaka, and you have to constantly search the waiver wires for a center who's has a good schedule like it's rough out there uh, i think that that was reflected on madassi's fergie place ninth in starters 10th in uh, next four and ninth overall. Yeah. What do you have? Um, I have him on the bubble for six just because James Harden for $60 is um, – I neglected to mention that, but having James Harden is just going to, like, make your night every single night he plays, <clears throat> especially if Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he stays out. Oh, He's yeah. going to be an absolute monster. 
He wants to play this year, too. Harden, you're saying? All right. Yeah, Harden, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, what was the deal last year that you made? For Harden, I draft, yeah. I uh, traded uh, Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon for Harden. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was like a week of bliss. And it was, and he got fucking hurt. Shut down. That's right. And then my season was over. All right. Final team. The newest member coming in last. Ben. Who was Ben's favorite BBL teammate of all time? Um, me. Kevin Murphy. Were you really? a teammate of his? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. If you were a teammate, he picked Kevin Murphy over you. Kevin Murphy could probably ditch him. Oh, no. You know what? He was on Murphy's team every year. Okay. His, uh, he was one of Big Blue's uh, Big Oh, Blue's they coached guys. together. I, I don't know if Mr. Murphy coached, but every single year, Kevin Murphy would be on Blumenthal's team. Oh, man. Okay. He was a Blumenthal guy. Got yeah. it. I got it. All right. Well, true. About I forgot Ben's, about that. What about Ben's, fan, what about Ben's uh, fantasy team here? What was his best and worst pick? Um, so his well, best pick. I like a few of his picks. I think Ben's I, – I mean, the projections fucking love Ben, but I don't, I don't like that, this team that much, but I think he has a few solid picks. I like Wendell Carter for $2. He's projected to score 33 points, and they really don't have anybody else in Orlando. So as, as long as Mo Bamba doesn't like, you know – Mo Bamba. I don't – I don't know if anybody other than Proper thinks Mo Bamba is going to be the next coming, but unless he is this year, I like Wendell Carter. Um, CJ McCollum, I like for 24 bucks. He was averaging, like, do you remember how fucking good he was last year early in the season? He was averaging 27 oh, yeah. points a game. He was outscoring Damian Lillard, like, consistently. Tom um, was running away with – when he had LaMelo on and CJ, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was almost like unfair with CJ McCollum being good this year. But him going for ben 24 noticed. bucks, I think that was about the same that he went for last year before he really broke out this year, and I thought that was a steal. Um, and then getting Giannis for 65 bucks, you – uh, ben took him for uh, – it was either you or – did you have – you had him last year, right? I took him last year for 76 76, bucks. 76 bucks. I don't see why he didn't go for 70s this year. Uh, yeah. yeah. Overall value up top was down. That's why. Yeah. I guess the guys just weren't going for that much. But he really deserved to go for that much. I mean, he – he single-handedly is making his projection like that's why he's the number one starter. Is just because Giannis is projected for I think like fifty-nine points a game, which is ridiculous. I don't know if he gets there, but that's he's probably going to be close. That's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, like the, every single night Giannis plays, he will be a terror to play against. Um, <clears throat> the worst pick. Mostly just because I don't like him. And also, he's 37 years old as LeBron at 45. Um, he could easily perform to $45 of value, but I just don't. He's 37 years old. Yeah, but he was 36 like, last year. Like, I know, and he was hurt most of the year. But when he played last year, he was 
Absolutely. That's but he's crazy. got he's got a lot of miles on him. Like just how sh- think how shit you feel right now and you're 33. Oh, for like, sure, man. Of course he's a pro athlete, but he has played more like postseason he has to have played like three or four full seasons of postseason basketball. There's <laughs> played like, a lot of basketball. There's way too many miles on LeBron James. He's 37. I don't. I think he'll be fine, but I don't think he's going to return $45 worth of value. Like I was staying away with him this year. I know Ben's Mr. Laker of this of this league, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone for $45 for him. Personally, for a thirty-seven-year-old, and do you like think about Chris, Kyle Lowry, I like Kyle Lowry also for ten dollars, but oh, for ten bucks, okay, yeah, yeah, that is low. Uh, that is very low. He averaged thirty-seven points last year. Um, Whoa, that's true. I had him on my one of my best picks. I forgot to say that. Um, it's like <laughs> him and him and uh, him and Van Vliet don't pass the eye test, but they put up numbers. Yeah. That's actually – he's actually another reason why I don't like Bam as much because Bam, much like what I was talking about, Julius Randle, of them having more ball handlers, um, Kyle Lowry is going to have to distribute the ball. Like, he's going to have the ball in his hands. It's not going to be running through the point forward as much. And um, But I like Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's going to have the ball, and I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, he's going to be throwing alley-oops all season to Bam. That, absolutely. Gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, his but Ben's strengths is literally as Giannis. So he's he does good. Yeah, he'll get by with a superstar for a little bit. Absolutely. Right? And his weaknesses are he doesn't. Last time I looked, have a, another small forward really worth having other than LeBron. LeBron is – I feel like half the teams in the league just don't – can't go, like, more than one deep on small forward, and I think Ben's one of them. Let me just take a look who he's got. I'm on fire. On small forward outside of – he's got Malik Beasley. Malik Gary Beasley Trent and Jr. Gary Trent and Justin Holiday. Yep. So that's not going to go well, especially if LeBron gets hurt. And – it's such a buzzkill that Giannis can't uh, qualify as small forward anymore, but he doesn't. He's just he's just a power forward. Oh so, man, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I think that happened a few years ago. I think last year he was just a power forward. I don't know. He was on your team. No, was he I a small forward? He was dual. Yeah, he was dual. Yeah, he's just a power forward this year. That's huge. Okay, that is huge in a that, six-person league. I absolutely the. Biggest difference this year is that the two position guys are so much more valuable. Like, not even close. Oh, definitely. It makes so much more of a difference. Um, But for Ben, his uh, projection, so he had his starters projected at 253 points a night. Goddamn. And that's number one. Um, And his bench was 114, which is number nine. I have him as a solid playoff team. Um, I don't think his team is elite, but I think his team is enough. He's got enough firepower to get him into the playoffs. Badassi's got him ranked as number one with the starters. I was giving Duggan some compliments. I was wondering who number one was. 
There it yeah. is, Ben. Benny boy. All right. Well, let's well, see. Let's see it. if he trades away his whole fucking team. This, the the guy seems to get off on trades. He seems he really to be insane. unable to uh, really enjoy life unless he's trading. My God. It's a condition. Um, week one. Week one, if you've made it this far. Gray uh, versus Reardon. Tom versus Pete. Marone, you're playing Tom. That's a good matchup. No, I'm playing uh, Prober. Oh, God damn it. Screw everything. I'm done. I don't even know what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> All right. Chris, any parting words? Um, I'm going to win the league. Fuck y'all. I'm going to take y'all down. All right, boys. We'll catch you later.